listening to the Sincerely Podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Sid. And today we're discussing our sincere opinions of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yay! And y'all will recognize the author because we raved about her other book, Daisy Jones and the Six. Yes. And this one is just as good. Yeah. If, yeah. Um, if, not yeah if not better. Yeah. <laughs> so good, which is funny because yeah. this one was actually written two years before prior to Daisy Jones. Yeah, but yeah. we but we, we we switched the order up before yeah. we read them. Well, yeah, Daisy Jones was a really hot book at the time. Whenever we first read that one, it it's just so came out good. in the Book of the Month Club. Uh, and so now reading this, we read it because of how good Daisy Jones was, mm-hmm. and this is fantastic. Oh, it was so good. So good. So today, we're just drinking coffee and water. Yes, we partied a little too hard last night at Beth's wedding. Yeah, I'm married now. <laughs> you are now. Beth um, Rash. <laughs> uh, but no, it was such a good night, but we're both just needing water and coffee, so we're not going to have wine. Not today. today. No. And I think y'all will understand. Yeah. We'll just be hungover for this one. Just a little bit. But there's lots to talk about today. So we already mentioned about Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yeah. Yeah, but she's just, I just want to say, she is a freaking genius. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, like, the way she writes is just... It's fantastic. Um, Her writing style is really cool. Like, I can't wait for her next book. Me too, yeah. And she was, like, hinting at it, which I can't wait. I think I have a theory, but we can talk about that a little bit later. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Woohoo. So, overall opinion, Beth, what do you think of this book? I loved it. I love... So, the book is about, obviously, Evelyn, this woman named Evelyn Hugo. Mm -hmm. Her life is just... Like, she's a mix of a villain and... Someone that you just want to love. Right. And you do love. It's very complicated. It's a complicated relationship and the with way, Evelyn. And the way it's written. So the book is written as an interview. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize until you're halfway through the book that the book you're reading is the book that they're talking about publishing. Right. It, that sounds complicated. But it's just really cool how it all turns out. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. Um, there's this twist at the end. Yeah. Um... And it's not like a... I mean, anyway, I don't know. I just love fiction books that actually have twists. Me too. But yeah. it's like not a thriller, though. Oh, no, no, not a thriller. Mm-mm. It's just there's a... I don't want to spoil it yet, but there's a twist at the end with the author's author. Right. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> a little complicated. Uh, um, what have, was your thoughts? I really loved the book. Honestly, it was probably my favorite book that we've read mm-hmm. um, in 2020. And so... Dude, I think I like this one better than Daisy Jones. Just a little bit. I like, I don't know. I just love them both so much. Like, I love Evelyn Hugo and I love Daisy Jones okay, so, so much. Daisy Jones is a more, is, is it actually, I don't know. You can't compare. You can't. They're, they're just they're different, different, different times. But different no, times. I think I love them equally. I'm really glad that we read it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't wait to talk about it a little bit more with you. Um, do you want to read the description or shall I? Okay, I can take a stab at it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see who this well, that's Okay. Aging and reclusive Hollywood movie icon Evelyn Hugo is finally ready to tell the truth about her glamorous and scandalous life. But when she chooses unknown magazine reporter Monique Grant for the job, no one is more astounded than Monique herself. Why her? Why now? <laughs> Monique is not exactly on top of the world. Her husband has left her and her professional life is going nowhere. Regardless of why Evelyn has selected her to write her biography, Monique is determined to use this opportunity to jumpstart her career. Summoned to Evelyn's luxurious Manhattan apartment, 
Monique listens in fascination as Evelyn tells her story. From making her way to Los Angeles in the 1950s to her decision to leave show business in the 80s, and of course, the seven husbands along the way, Evelyn unspools a tale of ruthless ambition, unexpected friendship, and a great forbidden love. Monique begins to feel a very real connection to the legendary star, but as Evelyn's story nears its conclusion, it becomes clear that her life intersects with Monique's own in a tragic and irreversible ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good book. I loved it. That's the description. Love Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yes. Yeah. So let's hop right into this. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the way the book is written is it is divided into sections by the seven husbands. Right. Um, so you want to start talking about the first one? Well, let's talk about, I had a question about okay. why do you, why, why did you originally think that she chose Monique? Did you really think it was because of the article Monique wrote? No, I thought there must've been something. I was like, maybe she's a long lost daughter, which didn't make sense. Right. Obviously. Or like, yeah, Daughter didn't. But I was on those kind of lines. I was like, there's something like I, some reason I thought that maybe she was one of her old, like, <clears throat> Um, housemaids, like daughters, daughters that they yeah. loved or adopted, or um, I don't know. I was on those lines. I was like, she has to be some related. Right. I was she wrong. She just doesn't know. Right. I was wrong. But what about you? What do you think? I honestly, I, I honestly didn't have a clue. But I, I believed the article at first, but it it became clear a little bit more into the book that it wasn't about that. I mean, the yes. article did play a little bit into the very very end. Right. Yes. Yeah. It was about assisted suicide, which is a very, even now, like, it's super controversial issue. Mm -hmm. But apparently, the way Monique wrote it mm -hmm. was... Really well it was. It was, out. yeah, it was written from a standpoint of the people, I, I think, this is the impression I got, I don't know. Yeah. From the standpoint of the people who are in pain uh -huh. and just want to, as the book says, like, have dignity in death. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so that was just kind of like a, like, I wonder why that was mentioned in the beginning. Right. And, like, you, you thought it was because of the, um, what, the, uh, the article being written well, but yeah. I think that was, it tied, I don't want to give it all away, but that ties into the very, 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 very end, end. yeah. With Evelyn's life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was really my first question that I thought we could talk about, but then, yeah, let's jump right into the husband's. So we have poor Ernie Hernandez. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I didn't realize back in the 50s that the age of consent was like 14 or 16. 16. 16. So she's 14. Mm -hmm. And she says she's 16. Yeah. And they got married. But her, so her home life is very bad. Her mother right. is di has, passed, has away. passed away. She, her father abuses her and she's concerned that he's eventually going to rape her because mm -hmm. she's developing, which is just so That's a horrible thing to go through. Yeah, and so she, from a young age, realizes, I am beautiful, I need to use this to get what I want. Right. And her mother always wanted to go to Hollywood. Right. And so that's this on her mind. She knows she has what it takes physically. And so she sees, she hears about this man in the building who's move, moving to L.A., mm -hmm. Ernie Hernandez, and she's like, okay. So she flaunts her, she uses her body yeah. to get him to marry her. And right. she pretty much trades her virginity, is what the book says. Right. She trades her virginity for a trip to L.A. To L.A., yeah. And she doesn't love him, doesn't no. have any regard for him. Mm -mm. So she's in L.A., and then she starts meeting with 
Well, I forget. She starts, like, working at this restaurant. That- she starts, yeah, so she starts going to this restaurant every day that she knows that, uh, like, people go to, producers and writers and stuff like that. So she starts going there every day, and finally the guy who's there was like, honey, <laughs> you can't just sit in here every day and order one thing and just sit here all day long, so you can start working. So he gives her a job. And then Harry Cameron is a, then a young producer, he, like, sees her, and then two weeks later, she has a contract. Right. But yeah. then she's only getting small roles. And right. then... Then she, like, slept with Ari mm-hmm. while she's still married to Ernie. Well, I, he... he I don't think they had sex. I they, think he went down on her. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he had, like, a huge... That's what she said. He had a huge thing for huge, doing that. Huge thing, yeah. To young girls, which is so gross. Yeah. But so, um, that happened, and then... So, she started getting bigger roles, and that's... Uh, whenever she started, Harry and her yeah, changed her name. She was 17. He was Ew. 48. Uh, but any, eventually she changes her name. So then she changes her name to Evelyn Hugo, mm-hmm. and she changes her whole look. Uh, she goes blonde. blonde. She, I think they say she like pluck, plucks her widow's peak. She mm-hmm. just <sighs> just becomes this beautiful I mean, she's already lady. beautiful, yeah. but she like becomes even more beautiful. For Hollywood standards. Right, exactly. And um, anyway, so she gets this part, and so they asked her if, they pretty much straight up asked her, the producers, if leaving Ernie would be a problem because they wanted to start dating people in the industry. Right. And she said not at all. So that night she goes home, leaves him. Right. That's it. But she also didn't love Ernie. No. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she starts Then she starts fake dating Don Adler. Yes, fake dating Don Adler. Who she eventually loved, falls yeah, in love they with, fall in love. and gets married. Yeah. But he ends up being an asshole like with substance are. abuse, and he abuses her. Yeah. And um, he cheats on her. Yeah. She doesn't know, but apparently he's cheating on her all over town. Yeah, which is gross. Disgusting. Um, but at that time, that's when also she meets Cecilia. Yeah. Celia. Celia. So at first she is very jealous of Celia mm-hmm. because Celia's a little younger, younger, mm-hmm. younger um, more talented, more talented. Like she's a better actress. She is. She actually is training, mm-hmm. and Celia takes an interest in Evelyn. She's like, I just really want to be your friend, right? And at first Evelyn's like very untrusting, right. but even I guess they decide they can use each other, right? Um, but Celia starts, you know. Like, showing her attention in a way, like, she's never noticed before that right. women do. Right, Um, I think it was at the house when they got drunk, and she was, like, saying all these comments about how beautiful Evan, Evelyn, Evelyn was. was. And yeah. that's when she, like, noticed. Right. Um, But she's still, you know, with Dawn. With cheating Dawn. Cheating, abusive Dawn. Goddamn Dawn Adler is what yeah. it says. Yeah. So, do you think if Dawn had not cheated on Evelyn, if they would have stayed together? Hmm... I mean, I know she meets Celia, but, like, do you think she would have left Dawn? I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like that was, like, those... That, so... She said she loved him. She kind of realizes that she has feelings for Celia Mm -hmm. for a while, and then they're at that party, and then that's when Ruby, another one of the actresses that was in Little Women with them, tells her that Dawn's upstairs cheating. And I think that kind of gives her the go-ahead to go after Celia. Yeah, and I think though someone else told her at the party, too, that you know, like, Celia's gay, right? Oh, yeah, Ruby did. Ruby Ruby. was like, Celia's a lesbian. (laughs) Yeah, and then Evelyn... 
I think has already been feeling for her. So she, they make out a little bit. Yeah. In the laundry room or, or something. something like that. Um, the that's but anyway, so, but they don't start like a relationship for a little bit. Right. Um, but she leaves Dawn and moves in with Celia, but they just like you know are roommates as friends at first. Yeah. Yeah, so, but that's when Monique and her are talking, and that's when Evelyn so comes Grace, out as bisexual. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and then that's when Monique asks um, Evelyn. Um, this book is very complicated with the, it goes back and forth. That's why we're kind of going back and forth when we discuss it. But, um, yeah, Monique asks, was, was Celia the love of your life? Right. And she is, uh, she didn't want to answer really, but yeah, she is. Yes. She was. And um, she comes out as bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know back then that was even harder for people to understand. Yeah. Because they felt like you would be more apt to cheat or more apt to love one more than the other. Right. But Evelyn was just very upfront about how she did not believe that. No. But other people had a hard time believing her about that. Right. But yeah, so that was one of her she Because she had actually not come out until then. So that was Evelyn's coming out moment. And then, so they do start a relationship, and they stay in Celia's, like, desert home or something, Mm -hmm. far away, and they have this relationship in private, and Celia hates it. Yeah. She's miserable. And so, Evelyn comes up with this plan, because they, like, reach for each other's hands. At the time, they find out, too, that Harry Cameron is also gay. Gay, And so, they're at this concert... And Evelyn just reaches out and takes Celia's hand, mm-hmm. and so people see right. it. And then there's like rumors that they're, you know, gay. Right. And back then, that was a huge no-no. Evelyn comes up with this plan to marry the singer they went to see. Right, Mick River. Which Riva. okay, so that's my theory. Yeah. So Mick is actually mentioned in Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So he's mentioned at the pool party. Uh, whenever Billy goes out there to get Daisy and she's like fucked up and misses rehearsal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so he's in this one. So my theory is that the next book is going to be about him. Okay. Yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how she writes from a man's point of view, but it might just be. I think, it'd, I think it'd be really interesting to read from a man's point of view. I think so too. Um, God, that's really cool. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Taylor! I know. She's Jenkins. so good. Wait. She's so good. But... So they go to Vegas. So yeah. So anyways, but Celia. Mick had like earlier had said in an article uh-huh. which that he would he would marry her. And I think... What do you think about the articles that are randomly throughout the book? I love I them. loved it. Yeah. So like the article Sydney's talking about is like singer Mick Riva is sweet, sweet for Evelyn Hugo. Mm-hmm. So Mick Riva is this guy who just wants to... I don't know. Like, he just wants to claim something. He just wants to claim her. Yeah. Because she's, like, popular and the most... Everybody loves her, but she's so wanted. And he he says that he would marry her in the article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then Evelyn's plan is to marry him. But Celia doesn't think that she's actually going to sleep with him. Right. But she had to consummate it. Right. But not, but she, as she said, she has to have sex with him, but she can't make it good. She right. has to make it very boring. Right. So that he'll want an annulment, but now no one's going to think I'm gay. Right. So she's very manipulative. Right. Yeah. And to a point that this kind of manipulation, I get where Celia's coming from. Right. Because even though Evelyn's like, I love you, Celia, I'm doing this for you, she's so self absorbed. It's for herself, mostly. Yeah. yeah. 
And Evelyn changes throughout the book, right. but when she's young, she is kind of an asshole. Right. She only cares about herself and her career, and so she, yeah, so she tells Celia that she's going to go marry McRiva in Vegas, and she thought that they were on the same page, that she was going to sleep with Mick, but Celia didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so when Celia finds out, they break up. Right. And she's heartbroken. Well, and then she finds out because Evelyn's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, with Mick's baby. Right. And she gets an abortion. Right. Which is a kind of a theme in the past mm-hmm. two books. Daisy Jones and the Six, there was abortion in there. Yeah. And then there was abortion in this one. Just yeah. strong women who, you know, know what they can and cannot handle in life or what they want in life. And that's okay. That's their choice. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was in Daisy Jones as well. But, yeah, so they end up doing that. Do you think... I don't know. Do so, you think that it was even an option for her to not sleep with him though? Like do you because I feel no, like he would have consummate the marriage. I feel like he would've. And if if she didn't have sleep with him then her whole plan wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Cuz she's even though like I don't think she should have got married to Mick cuz she, she didn't like him. It was right. literally a marriage in Vegas and then an annulment the next day. Yeah. yeah. And but she knew the type of person. She knew that he only wanted to sleep with her once. Right. But she wasn't going to sleep with him unless she was married. So she would put the, the rumors. The rumors to sleep. Yeah. To so sleep. she basically dangled that in front no of him. Because no one believed in bisexual people back then. Right. Yeah. No, she just dangled that in front of him and said, hey, like, I won't him- have sex with you unless we're married. Yeah. But made him think it was his idea. Yeah. And then they just got married in a little Vegas chapel. And... Um, and then, anyway, so yeah, she gets pregnant, um, and then Celia leaves her because she's heartbroken. And right. then they don't talk for, like, seven years. And so, in that time, she goes ahead and we're, marries Clever Rex North. So, yeah, so then she goes on and marries Clever Rex North. Yeah. And I think this but is something set up by her studio. Yeah, they're both, Harry. they're both, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an un, it's a non-physical relationship. Right. They so they're in they're a marrying, movie together. Yeah, they're marrying the each movies, other for publicity. Right. The movie's really long or something like that, mm-hmm. and they don't think a lot of people are going to go see it, and so they decide, why don't we just get married? But like, we won't actually have sex or anything like that. And so he's in a relationship with someone, and then she sleeps around. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he's sleeping around and then falls in love with somebody. Falls in love with his ex girlfriend, yeah. Yes, and then she—they both just like are very have very private relationships on the side, right? But this relationship was like they do care about each other, you know, like they're kind to each other. Yeah, they they respect. They were partners. Yeah, partners. They did but, respect each other a lot. They did respect each other's privacy. They lived in the same home, just different beds. They had a really good. Um, Made who just really like really didn't tell anybody anything, mm-hmm. so that was really nice. Um, but do you think like if they had slept together, do you think that they would end up have stayed together, like fallen no. in love, or do you think it would have just like fucked everything up? I think it would just would have messed everything up because yeah. at that point, like when you have a when you have a business relationship, and that's what it was. It's a business relationship set up in a contract by the studio. If you bring anything physical into that, it just messes everything up. Right. And they didn't love each other in a romantic way. Right. They cared about each other and respected each other. They didn't. But I think it's because they respected and cared about each other that they didn't cross the line. Even though at one point they could have, when right. they were really drunk, they knew they could, they shouldn't, and they didn't. Right. And I also respect Rex for not pushing it. Right. 
because it seems like back then in I think book, they like he did one time and she was like no yeah but he wasn't like forceful no he no, was no. just he like was just being flirty. flirty yeah um and like but I get it because I mean they're living together they're married right and they're like why why don't why not but they said no right because it would have just been a mistake a one and done one thing one night stand so they're together for like five years yeah a long they're time a long time a long business relationship yeah and then um at the, she finds out that Celia is best friends with this other Hollywood star woman. And so, of course, Evelyn knows that she's in a phys- like a lesbian relationship with this other girl, and she gets very sad and heartbroken. Right. And then it's, it's around this time late in their relationship that Rex tells her that he's fallen in love with his ex-girlfriend, and she's pregnant, and she wants to get married. And so Evelyn's like, of course, like we've, been, we've done this long enough. And they go ahead and get divorced, and they make it like a scandal. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. They make it like a scandal. So it's like she he's been cheating on her. Right. So no one thinks anything. Right. And then Evelyn is found. She making made, out with Harry. Who is gay. <laughs> yeah. Super um, gay. <laughs> but it, it works out because she ends up marrying Harry. Right. And then Harry Harry is in a relationship with Celia's Husband. Husband. His fake husband. Yeah. And then Celia and Evelyn have a relationship. And they move to New York City. Mm -hmm. And they live on the same street. (sighs) Of course, there's still more problems. Because Celia is a little insecure, too. Yeah. Very, like, insecure with um, with Evelyn's bisexuality. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very insecure with that. And so, Harry and Evelyn want a child later on in the relationship. This is many years after. Yeah. They want a child, and so, of course, they have to do it the old-fashioned way. And, and, I mean, Celia deals with it. Right. But she's insecure. Yeah. No, so they end up having... <laughs> do I have sex? <laughs> yeah. The Which is so point. funny, like... <laughs> I know. I, I feel like, because early on in Dawn's relation... Or Dawn and Evelyn's relationship, people were really bothering them about having children. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It came out that Evelyn and Don couldn't have kids. Like, Evelyn was having problems having kids. Yeah. So I don't know why it would have been such a scandal if they had just gone to a doctor. Yeah. You know? I, she, again, Evelyn is just so, so worried about her appearance. appearance. At this point, she still hasn't figured out that at the end of the day, she should be with the people. And I mean, she does at the, at the end. But she cares about money and fame and right. what people think. Right. And I do understand where she's coming from because at this time, people were very, they did not like the gay community. No, right. There were, I mean, I know back, I mean, it still happens today, but more back, more so back then, I feel like people were more apt to hurt a right. gay person. Yeah, definitely. And so, but I mean, I don't think it was from that standpoint. I don't think she was afraid of getting hurt. I think that she just didn't want her career to be over. Right. She loved being famous. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is I fine. Get. But I, anyway, so you can still see Evelyn as much as Evelyn loves Celia, and you know she adores Celia. She is still very selfish, and she can't handle the emotion. Right. And so they have a little baby named Connor, and, <laughs> and they yes. all kind of co-parent. Yeah, it's really cute. They're always like going out on picnics together. And they have like discussions and Celia again is just more so wanting to come out. Yeah. But no one else is ready. No. 
Especially because I think there was like a lot of um, violence. That's when the Stonewall yeah. riots happened, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and Celia was like, "We should go support them," and they were all like, "We can't." Yeah. yeah. Like we're the, in the closet. Right. So that was pretty hard on all of them, and so then that's when they all started donating to those causes. Yeah. Um. But. So, so eventually she's in this movie. Evelyn's selfish again. <laughs> with a second movie. So the movie that like she became super famous for was this French film when she was younger. It right. was like boot something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But she like is... Some French word. Right. She's like walking out of the water and they like... And then they naked. But yeah. they, they they turn it off right before it shows her like breasts. Right. Yeah. And the the um, producer or, or the director for that movie was this man named Max Gerard. Right. And so she's in this next another movie with Max um, and Don. Yeah, Don so is cast as her husband see, or hus- something. Yeah. yeah. And so she ends up having Max wants her to do this very like R rated sex scene. Right. Where and they're not actually having sex, but she wants it to seem he wants it to seem like she's yeah. having an orgasm. Yes. And Which is very Yeah. Like even now that's, that's very like whoa. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so she very he tells her about it and she thinks it's genius and she goes ahead and agrees to it. Without she doesn't even to talk Celia. to Celia. And the worst and part is that it's with her ex husband. With her ex husband. Yeah. She so used to love. I was gonna say, do you think that so Celia and Evelyn end up breaking up over this? Um, but do you think that if it had been with another man and not with Don that she would have been okay with it? I don't think she would have been okay with it, but I think it would have been a little bit better. Better. Because, because it, they started their relationship when she was with Dawn. Right. And Dawn used to hurt her, but apparently Dawn's changed. Dawn's, He's, yeah. like, sober now. I still don't think it's forgive, like, it forgives his, that right. he used to hurt, hurt Ruby. Right. The girl he married after, and then before he hurt Evelyn. Right. Anyway. Anyway. That's off. That's neither here nor there. But I think that Celia had a right to be upset. Yeah, I would have been pissed too. She didn't even talk to her about it, and they because and she knew about it too. Like she went home and like she could have talked about it before she did it. I think at this point, Evelyn was still kind of like so. I think she was trying to sabotage it because she was so happy. She's like self destructing. Yeah, yeah, self destructing because I don't think she wanted to sabotage it, but at the same time, like her subconscious, she's like, it's gonna. I'm too happy. It's gonna end anyway. Right. So I might as well be. In control of the ending. Right. Um, ugh, Evelyn. Um, which is just... But I think it's because of her hard upbringing. Like, she's never trusted anyone. She's right. never had that nurturing. So she doesn't know how to be in that nurturing relationship. Right. But anyway, so the movie comes out and it's just very graphic and just really just too much. And Celia just can't do it anymore. Right. And, I mean, Celia's still, you know, feeling insecure, I think, about the baby. Right. Even though she knows Harry is gay, like... Oh, yeah. But they still have this connection that she won't ever have with Evelyn. And so they break up again. Right. But this time, the breakup seems pretty final. Yeah. And they're in their, like, late 30s at this point. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, And that's when... So she decides to marry Max. Yeah, she producer. decides. Yeah, Max or the director. <clears throat> he tells her that he loves her and he wants to be in a relationship with her. And she, <laughs> he's so disappointed. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's just so sad. 
Oh, no, it's okay. No, so he tells her he loves her and he, he wants to marry her. And so she she thinks she has feelings for him. And she kind of goes to um, to Harry and tells him about it. And he was like, of course. So they get divorced because, you know, their relationship is still going to be like Harry and well, Evelyn is going to be the same as it was before. Well, this too, because of Celia, since Celia broke up with Evelyn, oh, yeah. that means... Harry's relationship is broken up because Celia gets divorced from her beard. Right. Who is Harry's, like, love. Did, and no, then, I don't think she got divorced. I think he dies. And they got divorced, then he dies. Oh, God. Yeah, because... So Celia just ends it all. Right. She's done. Yeah, she needs out. Yeah, and everything changes. And so Harry, of course, is so sad. He's like, yeah, but he loves Evelyn. Right. And so they... They break up. But it, it, it basically was going to be the same anyways because Harry and Evelyn didn't live in the same house. Mm-hmm. They still co-parent. Like, it, nothing really big was changing for their relationship, uh, which I thought... I thought that was that was nice of Harry. I mean, I think Harry just loves Evelyn so much that he just wanted her to be happy, which was just... I don't know. He's just so... Yeah. I love Harry. Harry Me was too. one of my favorite characters. Harry was my favorite character. Yeah. The was, whole book. Yeah. I do... I like it too. Yeah. And, um... My favorite husband for sure. I know. <laughs> he wasn't even a real... But, I mean, he was more of a husband than everyone else. Right. In the sense that he actually cared about Evelyn. Right. And they had a child together even though their relationship wasn't traditional. Right. Um, so they... Anyway, so Max, I think you mentioned this already, was just marrying Evelyn because he wanted to be the husband of Evelyn Hugo. He wanted the fame. He was using her. Like, he never loved her. Right. And he and, never loved her either. She never loved him either. Whoa. <laughs> but they're with each other for a long time. Yeah. And apparently Max was a good dad. Um, yeah, no, so they're together for like six years. And then when do her and so, Celia meet up again? So I, in 1988, Celia takes the role of Lady Macbeth. Um, and in, she won, wins an award in her winning speech on stage at the Academy Awards. She says... Um, at, at the very end, and to anyone tempted to kiss the TV tonight, please don't chip your tooth. But that is a huge... I, we didn't even talk about yeah, that. I know, that was so That's sweet. That's a huge link, because back when they were in their 20s and right. living together, uh, right, af- right after the Don Adler fiasco, um, Celia had won an award, but Evelyn couldn't go to that because they didn't want anyone to know. Right. And she was so happy for Celia that she <laughs> kissed the TV and chipped her tooth. Aww. And so, like, 40 years later, probably, 30 years later, I yeah. guess, 30 years later-ish, after they've been broken up for, like, six or seven years. It was so sweet. And then Celia says that on stage, and Evelyn knows it's to her, and so she starts right. She wrote this letter to Celia. My dear Celia, congratulations. You absolutely deserve it. There is no doubt that you are the most talented actress for our generation. I wish for nothing more than your complete and total happiness. I did not kiss the TV this time, but I did cheer just as loudly as I did all the other times. All my love. And then when they wrote letters to each other before, they had code names. So Evelyn's was Edward. Yeah. And so she writes Edward, crosses it out, and then writes Evelyn. Evelyn. (laughs) She's finally... At a point in her life where she's realizing like accepting herself. She's accepting herself as bisexual. She's accepting that she doesn't care anymore if people know. Right. 
And so they write, start writing all of these letters back and forth to each other. Yeah, and they meet up. <laughs> they meet up, but before they meet up, Max <coughs> finds the letters and then calls her some horrible names. Yeah. Um, oh, you're having an affair? How very French of you. <laughs> yes, but he, he was like, he calls her some really... He calls her a dyke. Dyke, that's the word. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? You can tell the press I don't care. Right. And she leaves and meets up with Celia. And her and Celia have this connection again. Even after all these years, like, Celia is graying. She's getting older. They're in their 60s at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're older, yeah, for sure. In their 60s. And they're both graying and getting older. And then Celia at the dinner tells Evelyn that she has cancer. She's dying. She's dying. And Evelyn says, you know what, let's just come out to everyone now. And Celia's like, no, you're right. We can't do that. Like, we will die. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bad things will happen to us. Yes. You have a child to worry about. Yes. Like, there's more going on than just... And, because Celia also has grown up a little bit at this point, too. And she so... She has chronic c- obstructive pulmonary disease. Yeah. Oh, so not cancer. Not Sorry. cancer. My bad. Oh, that's okay. I just stumbled um, upon it. And it's because of all of her smoking, I think. Yeah. Is that what it was from? Yeah, she said from smoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ed, Celia comes up with this plan, which is very unique because normally it was always Evelyn. Evelyn. So I know. Celia's like, you're going to marry my brother Robert, who is fine with it. He knows. Right. We're going to move to France. I think it's in France? Spain, I think. Spain. We're going to move to Spain. And that way, when I die, you'll get all of my stuff because they would not give, they would not allow me to give it to my lesbian lover. Right. And so they do this and they're happy and... Yeah, first, well, their first idea was to marry a friend of Harry's and then have... Oh, I forgot about that. A friend of mine. And then that's when Harry tells Evelyn that he's met someone that he loves. I forgot about that. Yes. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So Harry and this man meet up. They love each other so much and but the man has a family. And so he tells Harry that he can't be with him anymore. Mm-hmm. And Harry gets so drunk and he drives into a pole or a tree or something like that. Well, he's drinking because he's so we find out later he's drinking cuz he's distraught by the breakup the breakup and the but, other man is in the car with him and so he's drinking and driving and he hits runs into a tree like you said mm-hmm. in his driveway yeah and, and so dies. Evelyn's like on his her way to go see him and she sees the car oh my god it's horrifying. it's really sad um, and, and so she is like all she thinks about is Harry so she pulls Harry out and puts the other man in the, in the driver's, driver's seat, seat and he and rushes Harry to the hospital. The other man is dead on the scene. Right. Like he's dead. And she rushes Harry to the hospital. Right. And so that's when Nick So that's so Nick is the driver and Evelyn's like, What do I have to do? Like I'll give you a fate like do anything for you if you just help me with this and don't ever tell anybody. And he get, he trade he trades fame for the truth. It's it's I think it's disgusting. I mean, it is. But although she said if it hadn't, if she hadn't, if it hadn't been Harry, she would have respected it, right? Because that's what she would have done, right? But it was because Harry died in the hospital, like right. her best friend, and part of her heart just broke, right? Ugh. Because that was Harry, it's and like it's her 
you know, the father of her best child, friend, her too. best friend, like, her only, her best friend from the beginning. Right. The first person she ever met who actually, like, cared about her. So, anyway, um, she ends up marrying Robert Jameson, Silly's brother. They, after Harry passes away, and they move to Spain. <laughs> Which was a good thing for her daughter, because her yes. daughter gets caught having a threesome. Yeah. And it's, like, in the news. Which is sad. Yeah, that's like... She loves her daughter. So much. She is a good mother. Um, but yes. Yeah, so and then there was more tragedies. So Celia dies yeah. um, in her arms. It was so sad. It was so, so sad. I cried a little bit. It's and fine. then um, you find out later, if you, you know, once her daughter, I guess probably like 20 years later, her daughter also dies from breast yeah. cancer. Yeah, so, but yeah, so her daughter actually has, like, a really good relationship with Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up having this, like, a, a true father-daughter relationship since Harry died. I mean, obviously no one can replace Harry, but it was good for her to have, like, that structure and to have somebody and have adults to watch her and take care of her, and it's very sweet. But, yeah, so eventually her daughter dies at 41 of a breast cancer and um, I think that's kind of when, so Evelyn decides, because all the people she loves and wanted to protect have died, um, including her daughter. I don't think she wanted her daughter to know everything. No, right. And so she reaches out to Monique, and Monique is an interesting character. Like, she's in a bad spot in her life. Like, yeah, she, she just... She's been married for a year, and her husband leaves her. Right. He has a job in San Francisco and or somewhere he, yeah, in California. Yeah, he just wasn't really make it work. It doesn't really sound like they have a good relationship. It doesn't sound like they had a good relationship, because she didn't want to leave New York to go be with him, and he didn't want to not take this job. And so they both have career ambitions that mm-hmm. were more important to them than their relationship. And so during this time throughout the book, like you see uh, Monique kind of grow as a person and realize that some relationships just aren't meant to be. Yeah. And that, you know, it's it's okay to have ambitions. It's okay to put myself first, which is something that you can learn from Evelyn. Yeah. It is, <laughs> it is sad, though, that, the, that they had to have a marriage to learn that. Right. Because it is sad when a marriage... Like, I will say, like, I don't think... I mean, I think it's really sad that she had to get married seven times. Right. I think that's heartbreaking. Like, and it makes me... But she did have a, someone that she loved. Harry, and she loved Celia. Right. But, and what she went through was just sad. But Monique, too, there was a quote in the book that says, um, I, I, I just felt like I failed at my marriage. Right. That's what Evelyn says. And then Monique, at the end, says the same thing about her own marriage. Right. She wasn't disappointed, or she wasn't heartbroken. She just felt like a failure. A failure. Because she couldn't make her marriage work. Um, but... I think that says more about your relationship than it does about you. If yeah. you're not heartbroken, but you just feel like a failure, like you clearly didn't... Like that wasn't a healthy relationship. Right. But should we talk about the, the connections? Yes. So during the book at one point, you know, Evelyn, she, she asks Evelyn, like, what's the real reason you choose me? And she's like, you can't ask me that. I'll tell you. You'll find out. Like, And so, and then even a little bit later into the book... There's a couple, you know, there's a hinting that in just a week, uh, Monique will find out why she chose her, why mm-hmm. Evelyn chose her, and that she's going to be so mad she might kill her. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we find out that the man who was in the car with Harry 
and who was in love with Harry was Monique's dad. So Monique's yeah. dad was having an affair with Harry and Evelyn felt bad because he left her dad to die in the car. Mm-hmm. Well, no, her dad was dead. Yeah. But she let him take the blame. Right. For this accident. Which which devastated their family. Right. Because they found out, like, oh, he was drinking and driving. Right. They always thought that he was a drinking, like, that he... Just like died. a straight shooter. Yeah. Yeah. And they find, to find out that he was actually this amazing, like, great dad who right. wasn't, well, he was still having an affair, but yeah. he wasn't willing to break up his family. Because and, of... Because he, he did love his wife, just not in a romantic way. Right. They were best friends, kind of like Harry and um, Evelyn. But he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to break up his marriage for Harry, despite even though he loved Harry so much. And so you find out, like, one of the main reasons is because he wants to be able to be there for Monique. And it's just... So Monique's pissed. (laughs) Yeah. Because her whole life is a lie. I mean, her whole life she's thought, oh, you know, my dad was so bad. He did this bad thing. He died bad and has been so confused about it and then finds out that he wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just like a confusing thing. So she hates Evelyn. She's mad. But um, she in, she still writes this book. And then Evelyn, um, I think, commits suicide. But anyway, so the book ends. and then, And it was a really good book. Yeah, and, and Monique ends up forgiving Evelyn at the end of the book. <laughs> oh yeah, she ends up forgiving Evelyn, which is a huge thing to forgive for, I think. Right. Monique kind of gets hers, too, because she gets uh, Evelyn to do an article for Vivant, which is where Monique works, and the book, and sit for the cover. So Monique really gets a lot out of it. And it's so sad. Sorry, I'm, like, going to cry. But it's... <laughs> and the book, I know, like, when we're describing the book, I feel like it may sound... This book really was good. It was a human story, and you felt... The way Taylor writes, you feel the feelings of the characters. Right. So the reason I liked this book is because it made me feel so much. Yeah. I really liked it. I really... I mean, I loved Evelyn. I thought she was a great character. You know, she was... I mean, she was out there for herself, and that was good. Sometimes it was bad. Sometimes it was bad in her relationships. But she did put herself first, and she, you know, became famous, got everything she ever wanted. And, you know, sometimes that sacrifice is hard. But also with the time of this book, it's not like she could have come out and been like, hey, I'm married to Celia St. James. Yeah. Like, that just never was going to happen. So, um, but one of my favorite parts of the book... <laughs> which part? Uh, ...is actually the very end ending. Um, and it was... Monique, she said, Doesn't it bother you that your husbands have become such a headline story? So often mentioned that they have nearly eclipsed your work and yourself. That all anyone talks about when they talk about you are your seven husbands uh, or are the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And her her answer was no, because they are just husbands. I am Evelyn Hugo. And anyways, I think once people know the truth, they will be much more interested in my wife. (laughs) (laughs) It just made me giggle. That's true, (laughs) but it's it's kind of like she ends it on the, the way she wants to with this book coming right. out. It's like, a, well, screw you all for all the rumors. This is actually what happened. Right. So. I thought it was cool. Very cool. 
Very cool. Yes. Yeah. So it was definitely one of my favorite books that we've read. And I, I mean, I just, I truly enjoyed it. I really did. I enjoyed every minute of it. And I highly, 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 highly recommend it. So um, definitely tell your friends, make them read it. It's a good book. I think it's very empowering. Yes. Be sure to listen to our next episodes discussing The Wise by Taryn Fisher, featuring our friend Christine, which premieres on February 18th, and A Woman is No Man by Ada Frum, which premieres on March 3rd. Send us any questions or book ideas to sincerelypod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at SincerelySBPod. Sincerely said, and Beth.